check. Check. All right. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Navigating every new day just isn't for the faint of heart. Ever catch yourself wondering how others make it look so easy? So what's their secret? Kathy Yeager has spent years in the media, meeting and talking to many inspiring people. Now, she's bringing some of those conversations from behind the microphone to you. Some names you may recognize, some you may not, but each are inspiring in their own way. It's all about the journey. Join Kathy on this journey and get ready to be inspired. It's Kathy with Mindful, and I have to tell you, today's show is going to be a little different. Um, I really, really admire this guy. David Kelso is a radio broadcast legend in Oklahoma, working on both classic rock, KRXO, also, um, they call it oldies, I don't think it's old, <laughs> 70s, 80s, uh, on Daddy 2.5 KOMA, which is a flamethrower in our area. Think about Kelso, we had worked together many years ago, and I've always sort of been a huge fan of his. You know, even, you know, in the same business, it's great when you can admire folks that uh, are your peers. I guess he found out he had brain uh, cancer and it's just floored a community of people. And it's interesting because the guy is like an Iron Man. He would never say that, but he gets up and he goes and he continues and he thrives and he is, you know, bringing us along. Find out about his hike to heal. It's actually nationwide now, pretty spectacular. And though this broadcast, because, you know, those of us in radio, we have a tendency to let Dark Art and just be ourselves, get a little rock and roll, a little rock star from time to time. There are some cussing, so if you've got kiddos listening, it's a great message, but I would definitely be mindful that um, some of the words that come across might just be a little bit more uh, for the older audience. Either way, it's a great message. It's something I hope it truly inspires you. He inspires me every day. And Together, after you hear his message, if you will join me and just put him on your daily prayer list, not only because he continues to touch so many people, but because we want his journey to continue and that God would just grant him many, many years. It's my friend David Kelso. Time to get a little unhinged and have some fun. Mindful with Kathy Yeager on the Stream Grace Network. Are you are you wearing pants? That's the that's the question I need to. I, I am. I, just, I, am, okay. cur- I am currently wearing pants. Yes. Well, I'm not, so I guess we'll just do our best here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do our best. Okay. Um, so. Hey, and then we got the noon sirens. I heard it over here and over there. The song of my people. That's right. I'm gonna let that siren just fade out before we start. And I will tell you something. I will tell you something funny about that siren. Okay. I grew up. In, I grew up in Germany, and uh, that is the same sound as the air raid sirens. Um, oh my God! They used to test the air raid sirens, like Tuesdays <laughs> at four or whatever it was. Uh, and my dad always told me that if you ever heard that sound any other time but Tuesdays at four or whatever it was, find shelter because shit is. It means business. <laughs> it means the Russians are coming, right? Well, I come back you know, and, I, and I, they used to run it down here on like Fridays or something, right? And it's maybe it was Saturday. I don't, I don't know. 
but we're dorm room full of people, drunk, college freshmen, stupid, game day, that whole thing. Well, this thing goes off, and I dove under the bed. I mean, I knock people out of the way because I, you know, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Out. Probably they were wondering why you didn't take them with you. <laughs> well, for for years, people were like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy that freaked out." <laughs> I, do you remember this pretty little cross? I had it on, but it just fell off. Man, you gave it to me. I did, didn't I? You did. I had it on, and it just fell off. Man, so, that's from a long time ago, Kathy. It was. We were good buds. You were such I'm, a sweetheart. Just such I'm, a kind, kind soul. I'm surprised anybody keeps anything that long. No, and it's in a special place. Like it's in a like a uh, you know where my uh, nice sentimental pieces go. Like like wow, my we Kathy, just, that, that's yeah. very kind. That means that means a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. You've always been one of my favorite humans, whether I see you or not. I listen to you, and I think to myself, uh, "Good human." That's a good human there. So um, I was um, kind of late to the party, hearing about everything that was going on with you, and it 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 caught me. Very much by surprise. And so I thought, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it caught me by surprise too. Yeah. This, didn't this see man it coming is at all. Nope. I don't I don't appreciate uh, not knowing all, all this because uh you immediately hit the prayer list. So you know that was in my heart always. So I'm gonna go ahead and hit live. We'll have a little fun. And uh, you know, I just want Kelso to be Kelso. <laughs> no worries. No worries. You tell me when. Okay. We're here, baby. We're here. All right. Kathy Yeager on Mindful. I'm excited today because uh, one of my favorite DJs is on with me and uh, got to work with David Kelso uh, many, many moons ago. God, Kelso, many moons ago. It's embarrassing it to say. It used to be such a long time ago. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, if you want to know the truth. And we were just doing a little reminiscing and hanging out a little bit. And I thought, you know, I'm so glad that we are friends here after all these years, but I don't get to see you very much. And with COVID and all this craziness, I can't, you know, give you a high five or a hug or anything too, because you've been on quite a journey. Um, and I'm just getting to the party and hearing that my friend has been going through an awful lot. Uh, so I thought it would be a great conversation. You know why? Because you are the most gifted storyteller and when <laughs> you really are i could listen to you all day even you know my husband and i were talking that god when you get on the radio and you open the mic i just feel like my best friend sitting next to me and you take me through music making me feel the same thing out loud that you're saying and i thought you know what he's so gifted it's i forget sometimes there's a human on the other side of that that has other things happening so i want to be able to you know go on this journey with you and for folks who are here with oh, us man. listening and, and watching, gosh, be inspired by the fact that you do it differently than any other person on the face of the planet I've ever heard. Uh, and I think because you didn't let it get you. I've, Kathy, I've, I it didn't let it get me. Um, I, 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 there, there's a lot here, man, uh, because I, I cancer changed my life right? Mm. Cancer changed my life. And some of it's really, really bad because the kind of cancer I have, it's called glioblastoma, right? Mm. Uh, it's the most aggressive form of brain cancer there is. And it kills a lot of people. It kills more people than it doesn't kill. Um, and, and so it's essentially a terminal diagnosis is what they say. They say there's no cure for this disease. Um, 
but the trick is the trick is and 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 here is let, let me get right to kind of the point of what i'm all about real quick the trick is to die with this disease not from this disease okay um so when you get a diagnosis like that uh in, and actually it was it was 51 weeks ago today uh next the 19th is the anniversary of my diagnosis um wow you know, man, it's, it's all, it's, it's all like they say, I mean, it's all swirling around in your head, right? You're going just a little crazy. You're the wind whipping. It's not, it really, it's just, it's like, it's like a maelstrom inside your head. Right. Um, and you, you pretty quickly realize, well, at least I did, I, you know, I don't know, um, that if I was going to survive this, I, I had to fill my head full of as many neurochemicals, positive dopamine, all that stuff. Yes, I, sir. As, as I pop as I possibly could, um, which meant that I had to get up. I had to get moving. I had to get active. I had to get my mind right. I had to get my spirit right. I had to get myself right with God. I had to do all of that stuff. Right. And 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 if I wasn't going to survive this. I sure as hell wasn't going to spend the last bits of my life curled up on the floor of the bathroom. So either way, it was time to get up and live, right? It was time to get yes. up and L-I-V-E, live. Now, the things that I have learned along the way, uh, first thing I did is I got with therapy lady, right? Because yeah. when, when you're in over your head, first thing you do is find you know, only a fool that can go find help. Um, you ask help, you bet. And, and I, I learned that... Uh, it's not about letting it get you, Calf, because it gets you. I, I mean, you you think you're in control of your life, but you're really not. Um, and, and it got me. It did. It got me. But the question is, it's not the, the thing is, it's not about avoiding the darkness. The thing is shining in the middle of the darkness. Right. I used to tell my therapist that I'm that, that I want to get away from all this grief and negative emotions that seem like they're following me around. But I realized a little while ago that they're not following me around there. I mean, it's, it's, it's here, right? I'm in the middle of all that grief and all these emotions. My mom got leukemia. My wife went through a couple of years of serious back surgery. I had been through a lot, right? Um, my, my mom had gotten this real serious leukemia that she survived. Um, my wife went through three real serious back surgeries that took years to get over. I saw Dana's spine twice, um, which is trippy. Um, and, and then this happened to me and then the COVID and the pandemic and, and all of that. And, and I realized that I wasn't really trying to avoid the grief and the darkness. I realized that I was right in the middle of it. You know, I mean, it, it was, there was just hard. It's happening. Hard, yeah, it is. It's happening. Right. Whether I want it to do. or not. Yeah. And the question, and we've all heard this a million times. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how, what you do back. Right. Yes. It's, it's Absolutely. about not succumbing to the darkness. It's about outshining the darkness and or shining in the darkness. Right. And uh, of relying on. And I tell you, there's great strength in an act of faith. OK, um, having faith in something is, is is an act of defiance. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Is, is an act of defiance. Right. I believe that something good is going to happen in spite of a terminal brain cancer diagnosis. I don't care what you say. 
and and that is that's the ultimate middle finger right and and, and you've known me long enough to know that that's exactly the kind of thing that appeals to me right? absolutely um and a lot of people actually because when that much happens and it's in your face yeah you you can sit down or you can push through and or, the kelso i know is is not only pushing through you're dragging the rest of us with you and going we're not giving up people. Well, and that's why I thought, how, how does this happen? How do you get that strength? I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. Kathy, it would take me all day to tell you. Um, I, I've, I've said for a long time that I'm the luckiest guy I know. And I still believe that even with brain cancer. Um, because here's what happened to me. On, on, on November 23rd, I had a seizure. Right. I was sitting in my kitchen. I was getting ready to go over to Larry's house to go watch the OUTCU game. I had a seizure. Next day I woke up. Like it was 3.30 Saturday, blink, it's 9.45 Sunday morning, and I'm trying to strangle some guy who's trying to tie me to a bed. I had been in the oh fight God. with paramedics. I had smashed my face. I had busted teeth. I had I'd fought cops. I'd fought e – I mean, it was ugly, right? Um, and they said that you had a seizure. There's something we see on your brain. You need to come back in April. Right. This was in November of last year. My buddy Tim says, you know, I don't think you need to wait till April. I think you need to go see Dr. Dunn up at the Stevenson Cancer Center. I said, well, I'd love to, but I can't see him. He's a busy scoundrel. I'll make some phone calls. So I got some other friends who got some other friends. Right. And they make it. And hey, you need to come see this guy. Right. So he comes in and sees me and he says, listen, I don't know what that is, but I wouldn't wait till April. That should come out like now. OK. And so. One year ago today, um, <sighs> we had we had brain surgery. Uh, we had a craniotomy and a tumor resection on the right occipital lobe of my of my brain. And the right occipital lobe is what you see with your left peripheral vision. That's what this we see up this way. Other way you go this way. Um, and I got away with it, man. I got away with it scot free. Right. Thank God. Can you see? And you see everything as you did before. Let me get to the rest of the story. I did at the time. <laughs> I did. Oh. I, I did at the time. I, I had no. They said I might experience a vision cut because they're going to go in there rooting around in the parts of your brain that you see out of. You know. I mean, there might be some damage there. Okay, fair enough. But it's better than dying, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So Absolutely. we go through gamma rays um, and. And I never turned into the Hulk once, which I thought was a total ripoff. Um, I asked for a discount. They wouldn't give it to me. Um, <laughs> then I went through Then I went through chemotherapy. And then they took another scan and there was nothing there but a hole where they had taken the tumor out. So we're all right. We're good. Everything's cool. We're okay. good. We're good. We're good. So we go back for scans every couple of months. Um, and then they're like, eh, we don't know what that is. Um, so they took another scan, uh, and this is, you know, September of this year. Um, they took another scan and they said, okay, look, we're still not sure what it is. We think it could be scar tissue. Cause when you get blasted in the brain with gamma rays, it leaves a scar. Um, mm. right. Who figures? Um, but they said, listen, the thing is though, is this picture it's bigger than in the last picture. And the only real way to know for sure is to go in there and look. So mm. brain surgery number two was October 28th of this year. And 
that one got a little more serious. Um, most of my vision is just, just fine. There's kind of a little twinkly spot up here, but nothing serious. Um, and it left some scars back there. Um, now, I, I mean, I can still bend over and touch my toes, tie my shoes. You know, I, I write code cognitively. I'm just fine. But that little spot, they're still not sure quite what it is, right? So we had another scan on Friday, and they say, yeah, nothing's really changed. Nothing's growing. We're not really sure what's going on. So I'm running back down to Houston on Wednesday to go get this thing where they take a chemical sample of both sides of your brain, really cool tech stuff. They have so much technology. And it would be way more fascinating if this was happening inside somebody else's head. Um, but it's actually kind of interesting. I mean, the neurology of it is, is pretty fascinating. Um, but, you know, Kathy, by and large, God has guided me through this to right where I'm supposed to be. And... A friend of mine, Tim, he, he, he calls me after the diagnosis. He goes, hey, man, let's go down to Lawton and go hike up Mount Scott and figure out how you're going to beat this cancer. Sad how that started. Yep. January 25th of this year, we went on a hike to heal one. Therapy lady said, uh, oh, I love the idea of hiking to heal. Uh, I said, I'm totally stealing that name. Um, and we now have a couple of hundred members in our Facebook group. Um, now sometimes the groups are four or five people, it's COVID, you know, schedules, people yeah. don't always want to go. Um, and there are people who's, who've lost loved ones to cancer. Um, there are people who are recovering from cancer. There are people who are recovering from alcohol abuse or leaving abusive relationships, um, or just trying to get through the day, you know? Um, and, and I get, Oh man, see, this is where it gets so heavy. It's so hard because you know, Victor Frankel was. Vic I do. And I was going to say, you're, you were leading me down that path when I think I, I bet I can read your mind. Victor Frankel. He was for anybody that doesn't know Frankel was, uh, was a psychologist or a psychiatrist uh, in the concentration camps. Mm -hmm. um, and he's the one that said that if, that a human can endure almost endless amounts of suffering if they can find meaning in the suffering. Absolutely. And, and here's where it all starts to turn for me. Right. <laughs> I, I, I had, I, I had started exercising pretty heavy, heavy. Right. Um, because they told me that during gamma ray treatment, you got to keep moving. Right. And, and cause you'll do better during treatment. You'll do better after treatment called up old rugby buddy of mine and if you want to keep moving call an old rugby player banging on the door <laughs> six o'clock in the morning you will go to bed. okay um, so i had already started sort of the health transformation after my seizure i wasn't allowed to drive for six months so i was i remember i was yeah. walking everywhere anyway um and, and so the health thing it kind of started but once we figured out hike to heal and we made this little Facebook page, Hey, we're going on these hikes. Do you want to go with us? Right. And this buddy of mine, Hansi, his wife died of a brain tumor. And I was scared to ask him to come with me because mm -hmm. I didn't want to pour salt on his wounds, you know, but um, I wanted to be around him. I wanted to, I wanted to, 
I wanted to see what a spouse was like afterwards because I wanted to see if he was okay because I wanted to be able to know that Dana was going to be okay, right? And the bravest thing I think anybody ever did was come on that hike, man. I, I mean, can you imagine that? You're walking with a guy who's still alive while your wife is in the ground. I mean, the, the strength of these people, and you asked me where my strength came from, and this is where all this started. The strength of these people, Kathy, is unbelievable. Their ability to lift you up and to hold you there for an extended period of time is, is, is unfathomable. I, I cannot... People I know would have had to go through this alone, and I cannot yeah. imagine. I have not been alone physically, spiritually. My, my friend Marianne, when we, when we were going through treatment, she backed up a, a, a food train to this house. We had to get another refrigerator. <laughs> I, I, I shit you not. We had to reinforce the foundations of this house. There was so much food in this house. My friend Tracy Clark, she makes she makes this bone broth, and she was just pouring gallons of it down my throat. Um, yeah, and and so where does my strength come from? I, you know, I don't I don't think of myself as a very strong person um, because man, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it gets weird sometimes when nobody's looking, you know. Um, but it comes from them. You know, you, we have a saying here in this house, okay, and it's EFS, right, and and the E and the S stand for every step, I'll let you figure out what the F stands for, we take EFS, right, we're going to defeat cancer because we're going to work harder than cancer, we're going to get up early yeah. in the morning and we're going to get our workouts in. We're going to get the protein shakes in. We're going to get the hikes in. We're going to light the torch. We're going to hold up a light that shows people that when you find yourself at the bottom of a dark hole, the first light you got to turn on is your own, Kathy. You got to shine, right? You got to remember that God puts you in this world with courage and love and light in your heart. He didn't teach you fear. You learned fear. You got to stand up and live. And that's what Hike to Heal is about, right? That's what we're trying to do there. Absolutely. Um, and, and if you can get somebody else to hope, and if you can get somebody else to stand up and try, Maybe you don't make it, but maybe they do because you gave them the courage to do it. And that's not exactly how I'd like it to work out. But, I mean, <laughs> if it doesn't work out the way I want to, that ain't a bad way for it to go, you know. And I'll tell you something else that's cool. On January 1st, we're going to be out in Southern California. We're going to go hike, hiking um, with Hike to Heal San Diego because Hike to Heal is now a national organization. There are chapters. There are chapters it? opening up in different parts of the country right now. So far, we're only in San Diego, but I hear there's one coming in St. Louis. I mean, there is a small piece of me that gets that your platform, the fact that people hear you and see you and know you and know your name is allowing this amazing, I guess, uh, chain reaction. You don't realize how long this will be. 
a legacy ongoing for generations to come because what probably started with a bunch of people who wanted to support their favorite guy is probably a mission to literally they have to to help them breathe to help them because tell us one of us it doesn't have something to heal from and some more significant than others we all just some of us just trying to get through the day kathy <sighs> see see here's here's the difference between you and me i'm on this side of cancer you're on that side of cancer the thing that I don't have that you do have is I don't have the ability or the privilege to delude myself into thinking that death is something I have to consider later, right? My mom, when I was a little kid, nine, eight, maybe 10 years old, I asked my mom, mom, am I going to die? <laughs> well, yeah, honey, we all got to die, but don't worry about it. It's not something you got to think about now. Don't worry about it. And that's exactly what I did. I put it on the other side of that worry wall and it's been there for 42 years, right? Well, now that worry wall's torn down. Cancer knocked that worry wall down. Now I am faced with my mortality right now, okay? Now I have just as much chance of dying tomorrow as you do, right? right? Absolutely. And here's the thing. And this is the thing that cancer teaches you. And this is the thing that I'm actually grateful for, right? And, and I've, I've struggled with whether or not I have to be grateful that I have cancer because I'm grateful that I know this. But see, here's the thing. Tomorrow is a concept, right? Tomorrow doesn't exist. What happens at midnight tonight, tomorrow becomes today. Um, yesterday, all your memories, you have memories of things that aren't right, Things happen to you that you have no memory of. Is, is yesterday real? You could argue that it's not. So the only thing that you really have, the only thing that I really have, the only thing that we've ever going to have is right now. You know, Absolutely. we could all die tomorrow. You could die in five minutes. You know, I, I mean, what do you think about Jim Fix, that runner? He was running, had a heart attack. Five minutes before, he thought he was going to go home and have a cup of coffee. You know, so the point is, you got to live, you got to live, you got to love right now. It is a gift. And I wish that I could. I, I wish that I could put this in give it to you. Right. The, the I do. Appreciation, too. <laughs> the <clears throat> you need to realize that your next breath is a privilege. That right. when you see the sun come up in the morning, you have something that you don't deserve, <laughs> right? And, and and you need to carpe this fucking diem by the throat, right? <laughs> Th this day is the day. Well, what's the Bible verse? This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it, right? Because tomorrow is a concept. Yesterday is an illusion. You got now, friend, and that's what cancer teaches you, and I'm kind of grateful to cancer for that. Well, and that's what you're teaching. I mean, <laughs> uh, many of us have the carpe diem on our bumper sticker that we, we, we yes, I love that. I want to do that. But how many of us, especially during this COVID period, have ever thought that these days have meaning, even though it's different right now? A lot of us are, we're sitting around. Uh, we're doing our stuff from, from home. We barely get dressed. Look, I'm wearing a shirt up here, but I'm wearing sweats down here. You know, it's like, 
I'm not even wearing shoes, but then again, I never yeah, wore shoes at I, work I dress, anyway. I you know like that. that <laughs> I was a hippie chick from day one, but that's the thing. You know, you kind of start to think, okay, well, these days are going to be sort of do-overs. We're going to have some days on hold. We're just going to get by on these days. Uh, I, You know, I think there's the joke where, you know, I wonder if today's going to be a shower day. You know, I mean, <laughs> but you, you, October, you're having another even more serious surgery and how many days before you hit the trails again after that uh, that that's sur- what I had blew surgery me away on Thursday I got out of the hospital on Friday I, and I tell you we were I was in the ICU because they put you in the ICU after you have brain surgery um, there's a lot of really amazing professionals at the ICU units up at OU Medical, by the way. I, and, and especially now, you cannot give these people enough respect for what they do. Because keeping me still is really hard, right? Because the buzzers are going off. Things are beeping all the time. It's just, it's, <sighs> it's, it's horrible. And this poor lady, this nurse, and I wish, I, wish I could remember her name. Um, she came in and she said, you move a lot. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of twitchy. I don't hold still very well. She said, the ICU is not for people that move a lot. I said, well, hey, listen, lady, you can cut me <laughs> loose out here anytime you want to. Um, but I was out of the hospital on Friday. Um, and we went hiking around Lake McMurtry in Stillwater that Sunday. Um, we, now it wasn't the hiking that kind of did me in. It was probably running to the top of the hill that may have, yeah, I spent a couple of days in bed after that one. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, um, (laughs) that might not have been the best choice, but you know, whatever you only live once. Right. Um, and we hiked, I think, two weeks after that. But, you know, listen, it, hiking that day might not have been the best idea, but my son and my dad were there. So all, all three David wow. Kelsos were on the path at the same time. And I, you know what? I, you can take your medical advice and go smoke it because that's, that's, that was the right thing to do. The hill, maybe not so much, but, you know, whatever. But, you know, the thing is, your son saw that and your son is young, young enough. He's still making decisions about what life is supposed yeah, well, to look he thinks like. It looks, he thinks it looks he crazy. Saw, <laughs> well, I'm kind of thinking Dana, your wife thinks it's a little crazy because I mean, you have been so inspirational and, and people are like, we need you. And that's, you know, oh, that's gotta be something from a wife's perspective that, you know, she gets it. She's sharing you. And it's hard for her probably to say, I just want to put you in this box and wrap you in bubble wrap and make sure you're good here. And we've got you for the long haul. So sit your ass yeah, down and she, be quiet. Uh, but like at this, oh, uh, See, man, here's the thing, right? And on November 23rd, I had a seizure. And in one second, it went from Saturday afternoon to Sunday morning. I was not, I wasn't, I wasn't alive. I mean, I was, I mean, I was essentially dead, uh, at least to my own recollection. There was just, it was just like we cut and deleted that much day, right? My wife, though, 
was awake and hyper alert for every second of it. Now, now, now imagine what that is. You're married. Your, your husband laid down on the living room floor because my back hurt just a little bit. And then got into a fight with like half the paramedics in the house through people. And then they, they hit me with some kind of drug to slow me down, which didn't work at all. We got to the hospital um, and I got into a fight with the ER techs and they hit me with something. They were like, okay, you're done. And down I went. Um, So she saw all of that. And so I'm laying in the ICU all night long. She doesn't know if I'm going to wake up. She doesn't know what I'm going to be when I wake up. I, you know, am I going to be able to wipe my own butt? Is, is it going to be that kind of wife? You know, um, and, and Kathy, she never flinched. She sat there the whole night. She didn't move. And you you tell me something braver than that. She didn't move. She sat right there. She'd have been... I wouldn't have blamed her. She grabbed the kid and ran. But no, she stayed right there. Not only that, not only that, she called the big guns, right? She called my parents. She called my buddy John. She called my yeah. buddy Mark, right? And it was actually Mark's voice I heard the first thing. Dave, you're in the ICU. You stop breathing. This is serious. Stop being an asshole. Wait, what? <laughs> um, and the day, the day we got diagnosed, man. Yeah. 8.15 in the morning. We're sitting outside Suite 2500, Stevenson Cancer Center, 800 Northeast 10th Street, waiting to go in and see Dr. Dunn. She's sitting there with me. See, that's the thing about wives, right? It's harder for her to do what she's got to do than I got to do what I got to do, right? Because the doctor tells me what to do. Do this. Don't do that. You know, this is a good idea. This is a bad idea. Hey, we need you here. We got to sign this. All she's got to do is watch. She's got nothing to do. She's got no control over this whatsoever. Helpless, man. <laughs> Feels helpless. Yeah. Yeah. But you but you, you strengthen her. I, I see in Facebook posts, and granted, it's so voyeuristic just seeing this conversation of how she posts and how you post and realizing that when she sees you Light it, light us all up. She, I see her take a sigh. She's been really good. uh, And she said this a bunch. When she gets really, really scared, I'm feeling good. And when I get really, really scared, she's feeling, she's feeling good. So we seem to be, you know, or yeah. Yin-yang in each other. Yin-yang in each other. Yeah, we've kind of done that for a long time. That's, 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 that's. You may have you may have accurately summarized the entire thirty years of the relationship right there. <laughs> that's, 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 that's pretty good. Um, 
new bumper but, sticker. Let's get them printed. Know, she's, <laughs> she's pretty amazing, my wife. You know, being married to me um, is challenging under the best of circumstances because uh, you know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm either I'm either insane or an idiot uh, half the time. It, you know, um, the other time I'm cl- the other half the time I'm just clumsy. I'm either crashing into something, tearing something up, or doing something that probably shouldn't be done. Um, so being married to me is challenging <laughs> under most circumstances. Uh, but she has endured far more than she's endured far more than she's earned. And I'm and I'm sorry for that. I, I really am. I hate it that her main worry in life is me. <laughs> um, that's not the way that's supposed to be, but it is. And I'm... Actually, it is, though, because we we take that vow for one another, better or worse. And, you know, think about the, and, and again, just to throw a different perspective on it, when we go through a difficult time, and we're not the spouse that's having that same particular issue, but we're the one on the other side showing the support and praying for our spouse and loving the hell out of our spouse. What is changing in us is growing us closer in our faith, is making us a, a, a person that she, is blessing our character and giving us something that we wouldn't have had. You are actually bl- blessing her in, in ways maybe neither of you want but that will have long lasting. And again, for your kiddo, amazing uh, blessings for things that you'll never maybe even understand. That which does not kill me makes me stronger is what you're saying. You and everybody around you, you and everybody around you. And, and I I wonder, how's your, how's your kiddo? How how old is he? I know that our our kids were a few years apart. uh, Um, Diggity is 13 and a half years old. Um, So I have one 13. Yeah. So we've got one. He is is fully Kelso. Um, He is, he's, he's a resilient kid. You know, I mean, with, with, school being what it was and we put him through epic this semester which was a yes. terrible idea um <laughs> and, and well it's it just it wasn't right for him it wasn't right for us it just it wasn't right for a lot of reasons um but you know we thought we were making the right choice at the time and and now now we're going another way so i think he's going to be better once we kind of get him back in, in an environment that a 13 and a half year old kid is kind of designed yeah. to operate it safety is going to be an issue Tell um, me about it. because I'm high risk, but I think he's aware of it. Um, and, and I think he's aware of it enough that he'll be mindful of what he needs to do. Um, and, Absolutely. you know, man, if I got a, you know, I go live in my friend John's basement for a couple of weeks, if they have to quarantine, everything will be fine. Um, but he's doing good kid. You know, I was asking therapy lady how you teach kids resilience. And she said, I don't think you teach resilience. I think you model it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. Therapy lady is a pretty smart thing. I've got a list of things I've learned the hard way. And, and, and number one or two is listen to therapy lady. Um, but he's doing good. I'm actually really proud of him. 
you know, I mean, given all that he's gone through this semester and his best friend moved to Kansas City, his girlfriend's dad died, she moved to California, his dad got brain cancer. This poor kid has been put through more things than your average kid needs to be put through in a lifetime. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he's a, he's a badass. You know, he's a little ninja. Well, it teaches you. It teaches you how to be adaptable, it does. doesn't it? All this adversity. Well, this year alone, teaching a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of things. But, you know, in our house, uh, my mom lived with us. And she had a, hers was a, again, you, you brought up something that just ugh, took me right there. She, you know, she overcame cancer. But then one morning, everything was great. Husband and I had a voice session. We left. The three kids and her were home here. They lived, we all lived together. And she has a heart attack and it's the kids by her side. Um, making the 911 call, getting the paramedics there. And one minute, everything's okay. And the next minute, it's not. So I kept going over my mind and the thoughts I kept saying were, did we do everything to give her the best enjoyment of the last years? Cause she was with us for the last couple of years. I'm like, cause we didn't know we thought this was temporary and then she'd be back on her feet and had no idea that just as we think she's improving heart attack. So you do, you're absolutely right. This, this idea of make every day the absolute best is a wonderful model too for your kids because then they remember, yeah, it's not going to be something like a, you know, a disappointment of a breakup or, you know, something with work or something later in life that, you know, shakes them up. They're going to be able to keep going because they saw dad and mom <laughs> overcome with the really most difficult scenario. Um, and then not only that, dad's got an organ, a, a new program that's got people up on a hill <laughs> Healing in the most ridiculous way that someone like me, oh, you should, <laughs> I you would should love to join you. I want you to so to bad. I'm scared uh, of you. Well, I'm scared and, and listen, of you. <laughs> I want to invite everybody. We've got a Facebook page. It's, it's a private closed Facebook group called hike to heal. Now here's the thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you the link. You got to find it. Um, this, this is one of these things okay. that, that I'm not trying to recruit you. I'm just trying to show you what we do. And if you want to come walk on the light with us, you're welcome to come walk on the light. You got to find us. Uh, it's called hike to heal. It's on Facebook. Um, it'll, it'll ask you who invited you tell them me. Um, it'll ask you why you want to, uh, uh, join, um, tell them why it'll ask you where you're from. Uh, you gotta be from around here because we were, we're a closed private group. And then there's a list of rules, you know, you got to mind your safety and, and, and don't be going to ask that kind of stuff. Um, but, but uh, come hike with us. Our next hike is December 20th. Uh, and we're going to go out to Greenleaf State Park. So don't tag it. I'm just going to leave it. Yeah. People are going to find it. Yeah. And, and on this post, but I will say, uh, folks can hear you on a daily basis. Maybe somebody uh, just fell in love with this man that we all are in love with. And uh, you're going to find you on 92.5 yep. KOMA. You're at your mi midday now, correct? I do afternoons correct? on 92.5 KOMA, and I do mornings on 104.5 right. KRXO. Wow. I am so, so excited that you and I got a little time together. And you, you, you really, you don't realize, huh? 
you mentioned that you and the, the, the big guy are close and um I I don't worry about uh, anything with me, you. Me, me, um me I know I yell at God a lot. Um but but that's okay. Well. That that's okay. I got to I, I tell you I've learned a lot about prayer and sometimes, you know, people get very, very flowery in their prayers and people try and get very ceremonious in their, in their language and their conversations with God. Um, but I was on the beach in Galveston before I went down to the MD Anderson Cancer Center and I got to hang out with these kids, mine and three others. And I flew a kite all day. That's all I did for the whole day is I flew a kite from like nine o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon. All I did was fly a kite. It was great. Um, and, and I said a prayer that day and, 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 and it was, Hey God, thanks. Amen. That, that was pretty much it. Um, and, and I think that's the point. That's, that's, that's what I want to try and tell you is that even if you get even if, even if you get this disease, right. Even if, if something bad happens to you, right? Something really bad, like, oh my God, bad, right? Turn on your light. Take a breath. Take a step forward and see what happens next. Because if you have the courage to stand up and take the next step, you might make it through this. If you don't, you won't. My heart. Thank you, Kelsey. It's awesome to see your beautiful face. You Captain are. Um, I'm glad you're doing well. I kept this all these years. I'm not going to tell everybody what this is, but this is a friendship, like a friendship cross that you and I, you gave me years and years ago. You and I were are, were buds. And um, it'll always be special to me because you re-inspire and reignite that faith within. And um, we turn on our light uh, yep. no matter what. But even when it's really, really tough, and, I'll, and I'm going to think of you. So I thank you, Mr. And um, we're all going to be holding your hand for a really long time, and you're going to be holding ours. And whenever that day comes, and I pray it's a long time from now, it sounds like he's already holding yours. My, da and, my dad uh, says, I, I, my dad I says appreciate you. He hopes that God walks with me. And I said, Papa, you don't need to hope. I mean, look around. Jaeger, come on, man. Look at this. Yeah. You know the kind of life I lived in my 20s. I did not live the kind of life that somebody deserves a long life out of. You know, but look at this. Look, I have all these people, and I, I may have you, and I have, I have sunshine, and I have hills, and I have a walking stick, and I have my, my buddy Brent, before I even knew this guy. My God, you, you want to know how I know God exists? Let me tell you right now. I'm walking down the street about a year ago. Hands in my pockets, head down. World's going to end. I'm crying, right? I just got diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Holy shit, what am I going to do? This guy drives by. I'd seen him twice in my life. Rolls down the window of his truck and goes, hey, you are loved and you are not alone. And he rolls up the window and he drove off. I mean, that was it. I was like, holy shit, really? That's it? I mean, that's how it works? You get cancer and you get a direct line to the deity? Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway. Yep. Yeah, he I dropped mean, just, an I angel mean, right there, in the right? truck I mean, I to pass by you. Glad that the bushes weren't on fire right around me. You know, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, never give up hope, Kathy Yeager. Never give up hope. As long as you got a light, let it shine. Show other people where it is. Let their light shine too. We will outshine the darkness. I swear to you.
Preach it. I'm with you. And I'm always with you, mister. And that beautiful bride and your kiddo. Anytime, anywhere, you name it, I'm there. Thank you for you. Love you too. All right. Love you, buddy. Appreciate this time. All All right. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again on the next Mindful with Kathy Yeager on the Stream Grace Network.